Okay, Parshas Vayera. In Parshas Vayera, there's a tremendous amount of very fascinating stories. It's really the um, continuation of the story of Avram Avinu. In the beginning of the Parsha, Avram is in front of the tent and he's visited by three angels. He doesn't know their angels, or at least in the simple shot, he doesn't know their angels. They're, they look like uh, regular um, Arabs. And nevertheless, he um, expresses tremendous kindness and achnasas orchem. And of course, that was the trademark of Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu is midas achesed, the ultimate uh, paradigm of kindness, and the first, uh, the first year. But perhaps his kindness is even more tested a little further in the Parsha, when Avram Avinu davens for Sodom, right? And that's, uh, you have only Avram Avinu, you have this, uh, the cities of Sodom and the destruction of Sodom, what happens in this parasha, and it happens anyway. But Avram Avinu puts up, a, puts up a battle for the Sodom. So here's the question, and that you mentioned it. What, how many cities does uh, is that story of Sodom encompass? So I want to look at it together and see something very interesting. We have the Pasuk, and I have it all on the page in front of you. So in the Pasuk, in, in our parasha, Chapter 19, verse 24 and 25. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Vashem Hashem uh, rains down on Sodom and Amora, Gophris, Vaish, what is it? Sulfur and fire, Meis Hashem and Hashemayim, from Hashem from the heaven. Vayafok Esaorim Ho'el, and Hashem over, totally uh, overturns the cities. It's called Hakikar, the whole area. It's called Yoshve Ha'orim, Etzemach Ha'adama those who inhabited these cities, and even the, the ground, the, the vegetation of the ground, everything was overturned. So, when you look at the Pasuk, there's only two cities that are mentioned by name. Right? It says, Sodom and Amorah. Hashem you know, rains down on Sodom and Amorah, the fire, the fire and the sulfur. But then he says, he overturned the cities, which implied that there was more cities than Sodom and Amorah. Sodom and Amorah are the famous ones, but there's other cities as well. Now, what are those other cities, and how many cities were there? So if you look way further in the Torah, in Parshas Nitzavim, almost at the end of the entire Torah, there it talks about you know, the terrible punishments that will befall us if we don't uh, follow the ways of Hashem. And it says, Gafris v'melach sreifa kal arza. He says again, sulfur, salt will, will destroy all the land. Le'sizra v'le'sitzmach. Um, it won't grow, it won't give forth vegetation. There won't be grass growing. Here the Torah mentions four cities, like the destruction or the way they were overturned, Sdom, Amora, Adma, and Svoim, Asher Hashem that Hashem turned over in his anger and his wrath when he took out his anger and wrath on those cities. So in our whereas in our parsha it only mentions two, Sodom and Amora. There it talks about the four cities that were destroyed at that time. And Rashi makes mention of that Pasuk in our Parsha. He says there was really all four cities. Now, but really, there was five. Right? We know that when Avram Avinu is davening for Sodom and Amor, he says, what if there's going to be 50 tzaddikim there and 45? And Rashi says from the Gemara, when he said 50, he meant 10 in each city. So really there was five. So where are the five? Because again, in our Parsha we have two. And in Parshas Nitzavim, there's four mentioned. <laughs> and, and now there is five. So, interestingly, if we go back a Parsha, in Parshas Lech Lecha, there was the five kings. Remember? In Parshas Lech Lecha, another part of the fascinating stories of Avram Avinu was the battle of the five kings against the four kings. And Avram, of course, takes the side of the five kings and battles the four kings. Who are those five kings? Or what are those five kingdoms? So if we go back, 
Parshas Lech Lecha, that's the third quote here in bold letters. So, Asu Milchama, Esbera Melech Sedom, so that was Sedom, Birsha Melech Amora, Amora, Shinov Melech Adma, right, which is number three in, its, in Parshas Nisavim, Shem Ever Melech Tzvoyim, Umelech Bela Hitzor. So the fifth one is Tzor. Right? I'm sorry, exactly. So, so again, the, just to remember all the, all the steps here. When, when, it, when the Torah talks about the destruction, it talks about two cities. That's it. It says Sodom and Amorah. But it says, and all the cities. In Parshas Nitzavim, again, we, will, we go forward to the end of the Torah, four cities are mentioned that were destroyed. We go backward of Parsha, there was five cities together. And those five, the, those five kings of those five cities were those five cities that were ultimately part of this block of five cities. So what happens with city number five? So as you know in the Parsha, that Lot, who's Avram Avinu's nephew slash brother-in-law, because both, right, and he's stuck in Sodom. Lot is Avram Avinu's brother-in-law and nephew, right? Because he's married to Avram, to Sarah's sister, and they're both daughters of Avram's brother, Haram. Right, so he's a brother-in-law slash nephew. And Lot, who's not such a great guy, and he lives in Sodom, but he has connections. He's Avram Avinu's brother-in-law, nephew. So the angels go from Avram to Lot, and Lot is, I'm sorry? It's all his connections, right? So Lot is going to be saved. And when he's saved, as the Torah says, they take him out to a little, he asks him where, where he wants to go. Right, you know, he said he said the Hilton, but they said you know it's closed. So see, they take him. He asks for a city that should be speared in his merit, and that's city number five, and that's Soar, as the pasuk says, and that's the fourth um, bold letter, quote, you know, uh, paragraph here. The angel tells Lot, I, I accepted, you know, I've, I've, uh, I want to grace your request. Not to overturn this city that you asked for, which is Tsar. So now we have the whole story. He got more done than Avram. In a sense, that's right. Interesting. Interesting idea. Interesting thought. But um, so we have here, and so this is the story. It started out, there was a block of five cities. Those are the five that fought the four in Parshas Lachlacha. Those are the five that Avram actually rescued them, again on account of Lot. Right, then the next parsha when it actually happens, which is our parsha, it only mentions that two were destroyed, but really it mentions two by name. It says on the other cities, and ultimately there were four that were destroyed that are enumerated in Parshas Nitzavim. The fifth was saved because of indifference to Lot. That's the actual story of what happened: the four, the two, the four, the five, depending on which pasuk you're looking at. What's interesting though is although there were five, which became four. But only two are called out by name as the ones that Hashem really um, destroyed by pouring out the fire and the sulfur. That only says by Sodom and Amorah. So if you look closely at the Psukim, we're going back to the first paragraph, Sodom and Amorah had the gofris ve'esh, had the sulfur and the fire. The others were just overturned. Overturned is not a good thing, but they didn't have the fire and sulfur. And that's why in Parshas Nitzavim, when he talks about all four, he says just, you know, that they were overturned. All of them were overturned. So clearly the Torah seems to be telling us that though there was five bad cities and one was saved for Lot, but as far as the four that were destroyed, there was two levels of destruction. 
there was the level of destruction of all four that they were sort of just overturned and obliterated. But two of them got the brunt of Hashem's wrath, the fire, the sulfur, and that's Sodom and Amorah, which is why we always talk about Sodom and Amorah at the end of the day. They're the ones that, that get the... Uh, now get the press. Sodom and Amora. Headliners. They're the headlines. They were mamish destroyed. But why? What's the difference? Why were these two more so destroyed or more fully destroyed or more uh, with more with more wrath than the other two? So there's an interesting shot given by the Safnas Paneach on the Torah. I've mentioned him in the past. The Safnas Paneach is written by someone who's known as the Gaon of Ragitshov. The Ragitshov or Gaon. The Ragesh his name is Rabbi Yosef Rosen, passed away before, um, I think just before the Holocaust. Um, and he was tremendous Torah genius, like head and shoulders beyond. In fact, the Rabbi got his smicha from him. He had, a, he had a connection, very close connection with him. But he was a different level. In fact, his writings are not that studied because of their, they're so complicated. And he didn't, he wasn't very good at explaining things. If you read his pieces on Rambam, it typically says, like, see this page in Gemara, see this page in Gemara. You're supposed to pick up. There was a question, and they said, "Well, see here, there, there, and there, and that's the answer." And then he moves off to something else. <laughs> it's very, very hard to read his writings, but he says so. In his explanation to Torah, by the way, he was the rabbi in a city called Dvinsk. There was two rabbanim in Dvinsk. There was him and the and the Ursameach, Rameir Simcha of Dvinsk. They were the two, probably two of the greatest Torah geniuses of the generation, and they were the rabbanim of this small, pretty small city called Dvinsk. Be that as it may, he says the following. He says. That Sdom and Amora had a halacha of irhani dachas. Irhani dachas is a, a halacha that we learn about much later in the Torah. Pashras Re'e talks about an entire city that becomes idolatrous, and the halacha is that if an entire city is idolatrous, the city has to be burned to the ground. That's the halacha. So he says that Sdom and Amora had the halachic. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The halachic status yes. status of an irhani dachas. Now, obviously, that's a big chiddush because we're talking about before the giving of Torah. These right. halachas yeah, were, weren't really there. Everyone was worshiping Right. But he says, Stalin had that halacha, and he, he brings a Yerushalmi and a Tosefta. He has all sorts of proofs that there was that there's different halachas of Iran and Dachas that we learned from Stalin And he says, and therefore they have to be burnt down because Iran and Dachas has to be burnt. He says, there's a Mishnah that says that you can't do more than two Iran Dachas as one near the other. No, if you have two, that's it. You can't, number three, number four, can't have the din of Irani Dachas. She says, well, that's what happened. The two had to be burnt because it was Irani Dachas. Once two are Irani Dachas, the rest can't be Irani Dachas, and therefore they weren't burnt. And that's why they were just overturned, but they didn't have the same din of Sreifa. That is a chiddush of the Ragachover going in the Sefer of Safnas Paneach, which is obviously a very uh, unique and very original. Is there a volcano here? Was there ever talk with, that it was a volcano that uh, covered the area? I've never heard it, but uh, we can we can st- we can start the rumor. You mean the sulfur and the uh, fire? Mean and, right. Well, you know, so what? It's, it's coming from above. Listen, Hashem, Hashem can Hashem can arrange what He wants from any in any form in any way. It could be it was through a volcano. You never know. And Hashem works his, way, his, his, his wonders through many different ways, and sometimes we call them nature. Rashi brings down that Sohar was a little bit newer than the other one. Right, right, a year, a year less, right. Exactly, exactly. Mitzurhi. Anyway, so that's the Pshat of the Ragged Shavar going. But in the, in, the, in, the, in the, what we call the Derech HaPshat, that's a very difficult idea to understand, because there's really no Din of Irhan and Dachas before the giving of Torah. Um, and all these, these halachas are not in the Pshat anyways, that you can't have three, and so on and so forth. So, 
perhaps we'll give, I'm not mine, but I saw in Sfarim, a different shot in why was Sdom and Amora more punished, and with the, with the fire and the sulfur more so than the others. So let's take a different avenue, a different approach. Let's go back to Rashi, when Rashi talks about those five kings, remember? The five, Sodom was part of the five-city block, and they were the five kings. So when Avraham Avinu fights the five kings, in last week's Parsha, we're told that the names of the five kings are. And we have that here in the next paragraph, Rashi Parsha's Lechlecha. So Rashi explains the names of the kings. It says, the king of Sodom was Bera. Says Rashi, Bera is Rala Shamayim Virala Brias. It's as if it says, Bez Ra. He was bad to heaven and bad to others. He was bad on all ends, right? Between man and God, between man and man. Birsha, which was the next one, that was Amora. Shenisala Birisha. He was even worse. Right? He took, he took his riches, his wickedness to a higher level. Shinov, which is the next guy, he was the king of Adma. What does Shinov stand for? Sone Av. Sone Aviv Sheba Shamayim. He was, he hated God, Hashem in heaven. Okay. Shem Aver, he was the king of the fourth place of Tzvayim. What is Shem Aver? So actually says, interesting, some Aver, that he was trying to create some type of a contraption to fly and call himself a god to fight our creator, to fight Hashem. So some Aver, Lo'uf, right? He tried, he tried to put on an Aver, a limb or wings, Lo'uf, to fly, Velikpos, to jump, Velimrod, Bakodesh Baruch Hu, and to rebel against Hashem. Now, this, this is not a good group of guys. <laughs> and Bela, that's the name of the city. Okay, but if we look closely, it's up, there's something very different bef- between the first two kings and the other two kings, which is, the, the final two kings were bad people, but their badness was against Hashem. Against Hashem, right? Um, Shinov, Sone Aviv, he hated his father in heaven. Shamever, he tried to, to fight against Hashem. The first one is Rala Shamayim Virala Brios. He was bad both ways. He was against Hashem and against other people. He had social issues as well. And Birsha is a continuation of Bera. Again, there's the base there. He was double. He doubled down on the wickedness, both against Hashem and both, both against other people. So what we have here, and this is the key, there's two types of Ra, there's two types of wickedness. There is wickedness between man and Hashem. And then there's where the wickedness also extends between man and man, between people, social wickedness. And that's the difference between the Sdom and Amora versus the other two. Sdom and Amora were bad on both ends. They were against Hashem, but they were also wicked people. They were wicked amongst each other, between, between themselves. Whereas the other two were against Hashem, it doesn't say that they had a problem between people. And interesting, the stories we hear about Sdom was that they were bad people, right? But when, when the guests came to Lot, they had this issue, they're taking guests, they had the story of a person who helped the poor, they had issues against Sadaka. Sodom wasn't just against Hashem, it was against each other as well. And that becomes, Hashem doesn't like that. Right, Hashem doesn't like when you're against Hashem either. But when on top of being against Hashem, there's been Adam Lechavero, when there's no getting along, that really causes a sense of harata, of, of regret on their creation. And we find that back to the Mabel. The same question we have in the story of Parshas Noah. Really, we're going to all the Parshas here. In Parshas Noah, we had two bad groups of people. We had the people of the Mabel, the people who brought about the Mabel, and then you had the people who made the tower. And Rashi comments, although they were both pretty bad, one was totally destroyed and one wasn't. Right? The Mabel people were removed from the world. It was like restart to the whole world. The, the Babel people 
were separated. Their plan didn't work out, but they weren't destroyed. Even though they were rebelling against Hashem. So we have Rashi in the end of Parshas Noach. We'll read it together. Umisham hefit some the Rashi in Parshas Noach that they were spread. The people who built the tower that these people would not have a portion of the world to come. Says Rashi, which is worse, the people of the Mabel or the people of the tower? Excuse me. He says the people of the Mabel, they didn't go against Hashem. They were just bad. They stole and they hurt each other, but they weren't, didn't try to rebel against Hashem. The people of the tower did. The people of the flood were destroyed, and the people who built the tower were not. Ella says Rashi, Shador Hamabul Hayu Gazlanim. There was theft, Vayemiriva, there was arguments between them. The people who built the tower weren't from. They were rebelling against Hashem, but they had Achdus. They were together. Shanemar, as the Pasik says, Safa Achasudvarim Achodim. They had one language, they spoke together, they respected each other. Lamadita, we learn from here, Shasanui Hamachlokes, the Godal Hashalom. That Hashem more than anything hates Machlokes. More than anything, divisiveness. And and Shalom is the is the ultimate vessel for Bracha. We say that in Davening, in Sim Shalom, Barchenu Avinu, Kulanu Keachod. Bless us because we hold ourselves together. And this concept we find even by the Mabel itself, going back a step in Rashi, in the beginning of Noach, Kate's called Basar, when it says it's the end of all flesh has come before me, says Rashi, When you find Znus, immorality and, and idolatry, so everyone gets 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 hurt. But then Rashi says, Kimala there was theft. What sealed the deal was theft. So there was immorality, there was Avodah but what sealed the deal for a Mabel was theft, because theft is Ben Adam Lechavir. So what we have here is a very fascinating story. Another, another, and this again we see it in the Mabel, we see it again and again. And the same is with Sodom and Amora, Adma and Svoim and Tzor. So again, it was five, Tzor came, fell out because of Lot. But the other four, they were all destroyed. But it was only Sodom and Amora that had the brunt of the wrath and the fire and the sulfur because they, on top of being bad to Hashem, they were, they had no achdos and they were and respect one for another and the very, very uh, contrary to them and that's why they brought down Hashem's wrath on a whole different level so that is as far as point number one I want to quickly mention another fascinating point which is as bad as Sdom was and it was a really bad place there was still something going on there and the Malachim are sent to Sdom to rescue Lot and even more importantly in the big picture are Lot's daughters because as we know from those two daughters, who's going to come out? Rus. Rus and, and Nama. And ultimately from Rus will come out David HaMelech. Will come out Melech HaMashiach. All from, is all born within Sodom. And there's a fascinating medrash that says, Sodom is being destroyed, everything is going on. And Hashem is looking out. He sees, he has a, there's a plan here. And there's someone who has to be extracted from Sodom in order to be the forbearer of Malchus of Chal Yisrael, Dov Melech Yisrael. So here we have the Medrash, Medrash Rabban Parsha. It says, Veshtei b'neosecha han-nimtsaos. Right, the, 
the Malach comes and he tells Noach, he tells Lot, you and your two daughters, Hanim Saos, that are found here. Amr Abtuvia Barab Yitzchak, Shte Metzios. I have two Metzios, I'm seeing like two objects that I, that I found here. Rus HaMoavia, Rus, who comes from Moav, and Naamah HaAmonis, who comes from Ammon, who's going to be Shlomo HaMelech's wife. Amr Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak says, it says in Tehillim, chapter 89, Matsasi David Avdi. Hashem says, I found David my servant. Heichon Matsasi also. Where did I find David? Bisdom. In the place of the most negative and the most immoral and most... There too, there's powerful sparks of Kedusha, of holiness, that have to be elicited. There's nothing in this world that doesn't have goodness in it somewhere that has to be elicited and found. Even Saddam, which has to be destroyed, but Hashem says, but give me a minute. I first have to find my sparks of Kedusha that are there in Saddam, and they're going to be extremely helpful for me. And they too must be found, even if they're found in Saddam. There's a beautiful Gemara, same idea in Mesech to Givamas, Zayin, which reads, Darash Rava. My Dechsev, the Pasuk says, Azamarti, again, this is the Hillam, Azamarti hini basi b'megillah sefer kasuvalai. David HaMelech talking, he says, I said, and it was written about me already on, on a parchment. What was David HaMelech referring to? Says the Gemara. Omar David, Aniya Marti Atta Baasi. I thought that I'm just arriving now, I'm showing up now, like who knew about me before? Valaya Daiti, but I didn't know Shiba Megillah Sefer Kasavalai that I'm already written about in the Torah way back. Hasam Ksiv Hanim Tsaos, dear in Sodom, it says the two daughters that were found. Hachaksiv Matsasi David Avdi Bishanan Kachi Meshachtiv. I found David, my servant, and I've anointed him with my holy oil, says Hashem. That what, that's what the Torah was referring to, referring to when it says Shtei Benosecha Hanim Tsaos in Sodom. In fact, I didn't quote the entire Gemara, really says that that uh, David was sitting and his grandson was in his lap. His grandson was Rechavam, Shlomo's son, who was his grandson and ultimately ultimately a king, that uh, successor. So David was sitting with his little grandson and says, he says, we've been written about in the Torah. He said, us, you know, our family, there's always people question our family, our lineage and Rus. The Torah already talked to us and said that, that we were, when Hashem was destroying Sdain, he found us within Sdain. And amazingly, I'll finish with a Pasuk in Yechesko. Yechesko, Perik, the Zion Pasuk in Nun Gimel, and Yechesko, the Navi Yechesko is talking about the prophecies of redemption of Geula. He says, one of the things that will come back and be rebuilt when Mashiach will come, the Shafti Eshvisa, and I will return all of all the captives, and all Eshvis Sdoim Uvnei Seha. He says, Sdoim and Bnei Sdoim and its neighborhoods will also be returned and be rebuilt when Mashiach will come. What does that mean? That goes back to the same idea. Everything we believe in this world has goodness to it. Even things that seem so totally bad are also part of Hashem's world and also are there for a reason. Now, sometimes we don't see the reason too fast. Sometimes it's very difficult for us to see the reason. And sometimes it has to be destroyed and is destroyed. But before the negative side is destroyed, there's going to be the positive that's going to be elicited from it. Because if Hashem made it, that means there's something positive there, and there's a need for it and a purpose for it, and when Mashiach will come, and everything will be in its perfect state, we'll be able to find even the goodness and the reason why Yisdoim was created as well. And that's what the Navi Yicheskel is saying, that when Mashiach will come, then we'll have the positive element of whatever Yisdoim represents in its positive source will also come to fruition, because everything in this world, its goodness will be found and will be revealed when Mashiach will come, ultimately. It should be speedily in Hashem.